With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Wednesday night broadcast. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us later on. And we just want to thank you who um, have showed up again, our faithful listeners and all the new people out there who are listening tonight. Um, And so we're here for two hours to pretty much just give God glory and let the Holy Spirit do whatever He's going to do. Um, So, Father, we give this night to you, Lord. We give the next two hours of this broadcast to you, Lord. Father, and we ask that you would make known to us the mysteries of your will in our lives, and you would reveal to us your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, through the worship, Father, through your word, Lord. Father, and we ask that you would speak into the lives of every person listening tonight, Lord, that you would meet them right where they're at. And whatever need they have, Father, that tonight you would show yourself strong in their lives, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your blood, which cleanses us from all our sins, Lord. And, Father, so we come to you graciously and humbly, Father, declaring that you are king and that there is no one above you, Father. Lord, so be glorified tonight. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-84... I think I got that right. Did I get that right? 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything tonight, give us a call. Um, We have a chat room open. If you're on the Blog Talk radio um, show website, if you need immediate prayer and you can't get to a phone... You can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back into it.
So welcome back to the broadcast, Prayer International Radio, and um, I have no idea where we're going with this tonight. No worries, because the Holy Spirit's in charge. Uh, it's interesting. Um, I say that a lot, but it seems like everything when you're serving God is interesting in some form or fashion. Interesting or excited. I guess those two words can be intertwined. You know, when we talk about the Lord and, you know, we, and we talk about his character all the time. And, you know, there's something about the stability that comes from being rooted and grounded in a relationship with him and having the knowledge from the word of God that declares our place in the kingdom of God as sons by Christ Jesus. And there's a stability that comes from that, you know, because you know, whenever you're out in this world, um, in our daily lives, whatever we're doing, um, it's easy to be moved emotionally to and fro. Um, our emotions change um, from one minute to the next. And sometimes even quicker than that, um, especially if you're in traffic. And, you know, it's, and we all have, like, friends and family and even our own lives, we all have things we have to go through. Um, no, not really anybody who's any different if they're actually breathing. Um, and if they're not breathing, they're probably not listening to this broadcast anyway. So for all the rest of you out there, um, you know, when you know him, things don't affect you the same way they normally would. You know, we still grieve and we still get frustrated at times and we still um, have things we have to deal with. But the worry seems to dissipate when you place your mind on the Lord. All the wars and rumors of wars and all the other things and the struggles of life, we can easily place at his feet and have this everlasting trust that's deep within inside of our spirits that declares that the Lord is faithful and not just faithful as in declaring in his word over us, but faithful in general, that he is a faithful God. And that no matter what happens, he remains the same. No matter what happens, he's unmovable and unshakable. Even though the heavens and the earth can be shaken and will sooner or later pass away, he is God. He is the uncreated one who is forever steadfast in his character and in his integrity and in his personality and in the love which with which he has for us um so many things um the blessings that come from not our own works but just from trusting in him you know um the bible says he who comes to god must first believe that he is but then it also says that he has to believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek them and and you know, you know it's true. The the father loves to bestow blessings upon his children. And you know those blessings aren't always financial, but sometimes they are. Um, there's a trust that comes in him, knowing that the provision is always going to be there, even though we may not be able to see with our physical eyes which direction the blessing is going to come from and the provision is going to come from. But we have the trust, the steadfast trust that allows us in our spirits not to be moved away from the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, knowing that he's faithful in his word to us, and knowing that even though people struggle and we may have things we have to deal with, we know that we can always come to the Father um, with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. You know, the Bible declares... Um, that if we ask anything in Jesus' name, he'll do it. 
And, you know, and the Bible says in First John that if we know he, hear, we, he hears us, we know we have the petitions we ask of him. And as long as we're pretty much asking according to it as well. And, well, how do you know the will of God? Um, well, the first thing you do is you turn off the television and you get into his presence. And his presence in his word and his presence just in spending alone time with him. And, you know, I'm not ditch, I'm dishing people who watch television because um, I'm probably the worst offender. Um, recently it's been shows like Chopped and everything on the Food Network station because that's what my wife likes to watch. And But, you know, there has to be some kind of balance in our lives. Um, someone said once that, and you've probably heard it before, that the height of insanity is to do the same things over and over again and expect a different result. It reminds me of a story. So here's our first story of the night. Um, so there's this man and this woman who get married. And he's trying to be a loving husband. She's a loving wife. And one day she's cooking a pot roast. And so he's standing there watching his wife cook, and um, all of a sudden she takes this big butcher knife and cuts off like three to four inches on either side of the pot roast and chunks them in the trash. And for any man out there who is a carnivore, that's like horrible to get rid of so much meat. And she takes it, puts it in a pan, puts it in the oven. And he's like, well, why did you cut off so much of the meat? And she looks at him and she's like, with a, like a blank look on her face, and she said, well, my mom always did it. And so now he says, completely perplexed, okay? And so he decides to call her mom. And he calls her up and they have a quick conversation. All of a sudden he's like, you know what, your daughter told me that she cuts off all this meat when she makes a, a roast because she saw you do it. And he's like, well, why? Why would you do something like that? And she's like, well, I don't know. My my mom always did it. And so finally, this is just getting frustrating to him, so he decides to call the grandmother up. So he calls the grandmother up, and he calls her, and, he's like, and they have their little conversation. And he's like, you know, I talked to my wife who cut off, like, all this meat off the roast we were cooking. And then she told me that her mom did it. So I called your daughter and she said she did it because you did it. And I'm just wondering why in the world do you cut so much meat off your roast? And the grandmother looked at at him and she said, well, my oven's too small. And so she had a legitimate reason for doing it, but then the mother did it out of tradition from watching her mom and this guy's wife did it from a tradition from her mother. And I say all this to say is that, you know, we really, really have to examine our lives and to see the actual reason we do things. And if, if there's a legitimate reason behind it or if we're doing something just because we think it's the way it ought to be done or because we've heard someone say it's the way it ought to be done. Because, you know, frankly, I don't, this may sound a little blunt, but I don't really care what people's friends say. You know, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety, but, you know, the ultimate counselor is the Holy Spirit. And the first place that we should be going as far as getting counsel for our lives isn't our friends down at the gym or our friends at work. It should be the Lord Jesus. He should be the first and the foremost place that we come to is we should set aside our even our mornings if it's even possible because I know that some of us wake up really early. Um, and it's hard to discipline yourself to even do that. And I... And I can, can't do it. I, I try sometimes, so I have to settle for my rights to work. But, you know, the point is we have to look at our lives and come to him. You know, there's a song um, that they used to sing when I was in church as a kid. It said, um, 
Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. And, you know, we should be coming to the Lord constantly with our lives as an open book to him. Not that he doesn't already know everything in our hearts, because the Bible says that the Lord doesn't judge by outward opinion, but he judges by our hearts. But still, in our in a relationship that we have with him, there should be a trust there that we, even though we know he knows everything, that we can be open and honest with him about things in our life and come before him and lay our lives down openly before him, placing them in his hand that he can guide us and lead us and give us direction. Because, you know, we there's some things that we do in our lives, and there may not be a reason to them. And there's perhaps other things that we should be doing that we're not doing. And, you know, and nobody is the same in that respect as far as the time you spend with the Lord, the times you go to church, the times you spend worshiping Him, the, the way you, your family reads the Bible together or worships together or whatever else it is, it's all unique for your life and for your family's life and your friend's life. And that being said, the only true counsel and the only true revelation that we can get as far as our lives comes in the Bible and it comes from the Word of God. Um the from the, the creator who knew us and fashioned us and formed us and declared that we had a purpose before we took our very first breath. And he's the one we should be seeking out about everything in our lives asking that he would give us wisdom and revelation and give us discernment into our own lives so that if there's any area that's not pleasing him in any area that, and you know, when I say not pleasing him, it's not that necessarily that we can do something that's completely unpleasing him, even though, I mean, there's areas of sin, in, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is, is that the Lord's pleased with us just the way we are, but it says there's that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And he, being the creator, can already see into our future and see what it will take to transform our lives into the place of the most blessing, the place of the most provision, the place that will get us the closest to him, which is what this whole thing is about anyway. And if our number one goal and our number one focus in our lives from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed isn't to seek the face of Jesus Christ, then there's something that's completely off whack. If the biggest desire that we have when we wake up in the morning is thinking about going to the golf course later on, not like there's anything wrong with golf. I can't play, but that's not the point. Um, but our desires really need to be for him because our desires for him affect and manifest into everything in our lives. And, you know, if you're married, then it's no longer just you. Now it's you and your spouse. And but theoretically, according to the Bible, you're one person, so it's still just you. And I say you, and I'm including both of you in there. And then if you have children, well, now you're one family and one unit. And even though you're all individual members, um, as you know, the Bible says we're all individual members of the same body, and each one of us have our own purpose and our own function. And not one of us is more important than the other ones, um, because it's great to be able to see. But if you can't walk, you're you're not going to be able to see that much. And it's great to be able to walk, but if you can't see, you're going to stumble. And it's great to be able to see and to walk, but if you can't hear, then you're probably going to miss something. And you know, the Father has each one of us with unique blessings and unique anointings and unique talents and gifts that were so fashioned in our lives that we could touch and impact every single person that we come in contact with. And, you know, that may seem like a simple saying, but, you know, the impact of it is true and the enormity of it is true, that you have the ability, if the Bible's true, and if God's true, which we believe he is, then the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. All right, let's stop and think about that for a second. Christ Jesus, who died on the cross, dead in a tomb, wrapped head to toe. He wasn't outside the tomb to raise himself back up. 
Jesus at that moment dead and the Holy Spirit through the word of the Father came and it says it was by the Holy Spirit he was resurrected that same Holy Spirit who was there the same Holy Spirit who was in the beginning when the Bible says way back when in Genesis if you go all the way back it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God oh no sorry that's first John all right wrong beginning um it says, I mean, in the beginning, the earth was void and without form, and um, darkness was on the face of the earth, and the Spirit was moving over the waters. And, you know, it's the Holy Spirit who was there even back then. And it's that Holy Spirit who was actually present and working through Jesus to raise him from the dead. And the same Holy Spirit who was upon the prophets of the Old Testament and upon the disciples of the New Testament and upon every believer since the day of Pentecost who has poured out into our lives the knowledge of the, and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and given us wisdom and revelation into the heart of the Father. And, you know, it's that same Holy Spirit who dwells within us and among us and is our chief guide and our chief counselor and our chief, chief comforter who the Bible declares will confirm all the words of God with signs and wonders. And, you know, if that is true and that same Holy Spirit dwells in us, then we have the ability to go out into the world and affect every single person we see because you cannot get in the presence of God and not be changed. It's impossible to be around the presence of God and not be changed. The Bible declares that we carry about in our bodies an aroma of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everywhere you go, you make an impact one way or another. And if your life is not set in such a way that allows you to make the biggest impact in those people you come in contact with, then you need to reevaluate your life and come to the Lord and find out what it is that you can do to come into agreement with him in your life. And I'm not saying this as in a legalistic way, but I'm saying it that there's not that much time left. And even if there was, how many hours are left in the day? From the time you wake up till the time you go to bed, how many people will you come into contact with? How many people are going to have Financial issues, emotional issues, um, relationship issues. How many people are you going to come in contact with who know at least one person who is sick or dying? And whether it's physically or even spiritually, and every single person who's listening right now, um, we all know at least one person like that. And so the question is, what are we doing? Are we just like realizing that, okay, that's the way it is and accepting it? Because that's the way we have always been taught it. Or do we need to reevaluate our whole stance on this walk of faith that we supposedly have in the Lord Jesus Christ? That we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And realize that we have the ability to stand in front of the throne room of God. Because the Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace in which we are accepted in the time of need. And we can stand before the Father and intercede on behalf of men and women and children and cities and nations and kingdoms. And to declare the word of God over them. And to change the very face of this earth for the kingdom. To be the vessel and the tool that the Lord uses to reach out to one person who doesn't know him. One person who needs hope. One person who needs deliverance. One person who needs joy. One person who needs whatever that it is they need. And we have the word of God. We have the knowledge of the living God and his son, Jesus Christ. And it says we have these treasures in earthen vessels that we, the simplest of all men, who are not super overly educated, do not, most of us, not very prestigious, not very lovely, not anything that the world would admire, but the one thing we do have is we are living epistles, living testimonies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And 
we are called to be ambassadors to God, reconciling the world unto him by declaring the love of Jesus Christ that was poured out among the nations and for every person who will ever breathe. And if every moment of our life in some form or fashion is not spent either for him or to bring someone else to him, which those two are about the same, then we need to figure out what's going on. What is what is it that we're doing? And, you know, why is it that we, we keep thinking we're supposed to be at a certain place and we're not there yet? Well, it, you know, because a lot of us, we get words of wisdom and words of knowledge and we get prophetic words and we have dreams and we have visions. And, you know, the Bible says that um, the Lord will give us the desires of our hearts. And, you know, we sometimes wonder why we're not in the places we expect to be in. Well, you know, it's either because it's not the time to be there. And if it was, the Lord would have us there. Or it's because that for some reason it's taken a lot longer to get there. Well, why is it? You know, the children of Israel walked around a mountain that, from what I heard, it took it would have taken under like 20, 30 days, something like that, to get there. If they would have just walked straight and if they would just listen to the Lord and followed him and not turned to the right or to the left, um, they would have been there in a few short days. But yet, for 40 years, they kept going around the same circle over and over again, over and over again, always blaming everybody else around them for the things that weren't going right in their life, never wanting to just have faith in God and trust in what they could not could not see and what they could not understand, and to just trust that the Father knew where he planned on putting them, and that if they would just place their trust in their lives and control of their lives into the hands of God, that he would have got him there. But yet we strive and we struggle and we do the same things over and over again um, and then get frustrated when they don't work. And, you know, that's insanity. And we need to really guard what we speak over ourselves and what we think about ourselves and what we allow into ourselves because we are vessels and we are being built together for a dwelling place of God and the Spirit. And, you know, if you wonder why the world is more and more ungodly and the darkness is getting worse and worse out there, it's because there's a church and a bride of Christ who has yet to stand up and to start acting her identity and to start acting like who she really is because they've been listening to everybody else for so long as far as how she should act and how she should appear that we've become lovers of men rather than lovers of God and wanting to please everyone and yet not pleasing the one person who it really matters to, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying this to be condescending or anything else, but, you know, it's not just the lost that need prayer. It's the church, it's your friends, it's your neighbors. Um, I have a lot of really godly, amazingly godly Christian friends who have characters far beyond mine, to be honest. And I see them struggle still from whatever it is in life that we all struggle with. And they need prayer. And, you know... If you can't physically touch someone, then you reach out and you touch them in another way, which is through intercession, which is through prayer. So anyway, that's a long, long ramble I just gave for the last um, 30 minutes. And um, I don't know where all that was or where it came from, and so I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, um, our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. we're a little bit overdue for a break. So um, if you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. And we're going to take a break, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. I actually got it right that time, which is good. Um, and Chris will be joining us in just a few minutes. Um, of course, he's having some technical difficulties um, with his Internet, so it'll be an interesting second half of the hour because... Um, may not have music or a switchboard or anything like that, but you know what? The Holy Spirit's always faithful to lead us and guide us and give us direction for whatever we're doing. Um, and we trust Him with everything for this broadcast. So, um, so once again, our call-in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Um. So where were we? Um, talking about stability. Huh. You know, something that Chris told me, and I want to bring it up. I don't know why. What am I bringing it up anyway? Um, 
don't think it's really related to anything we've talked about so far, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Um, you know, Chris, it's, it's interesting, Chris, um, since he's not on the air yet, I'll talk about him for a minute. One time um, we were doing this job, and um, this huge job I got uh, as a contractor, and I took 18 of our friends to McAllen, Texas, to do some contract work. Um, you know, it, was, it was interesting because I needed 18 people to do a job, and I knew two at the time, Chris and his wife, Tracy, and I didn't know anybody else. And so I called and asked Chris if he knew any people who could even turn a computer on to help do a easy job that paid decently for a week. And he found everybody else. And um, needless to say, we go to this, do this bank job in McAllen, Texas, and we're upgrading servers and computers. And you know, we're only in actually physically in the bank like three days, like two days. And by the end of the two days, a couple of people in the bank had gotten saved. Uh, a couple of people got um, filled with the Holy Spirit. There was people who got healed. Um, some of the men and women that Chris brought, I mean, were just so on fire for the Lord that they didn't care. didn't matter where they went, what they were doing. They were who they were. And there was no distinction. It wasn't, I'm... Uh, technician today and when I get off work at five I'm a Christian. No, I mean it's that's who they were. And it was apparent in everything they did. And, you know, something that was interesting to me is and I it, it took me and I really thought about it was we were on a plane for a different job going somewhere, just me and him, because um, we spent like a year just traveling back and forth working and I remember sitting in the seat and this person next to me is asking me what I do for a living and I'm explaining my my work and I and I do this kind of computer job and I do this and this and another person asked Chris what he did and even though he did the pretty much the same thing I did, the first thing in his mouth was I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it, it really and the, the Lord really spoke to me about that. And that and Chris, something else Chris has said was that when you go to your job tomorrow morning, for example, you've immediately entered into a witness field. You've immediately entered into a missionary position and that you have every single person you work with that you can preach the gospel to, that you can pray for, that you can lay hands on, that you can intercede for. Even being a stealth Christian, if you will, make a list of people and then take them home, post it on your wall, and then every night or whenever you have your prayer time, start interceding on behalf of them and their families and their children. And Chris had mentioned that our jobs become our number one missionary field because that's where we spend most of our time. And if you can't witness to the person who's across the street from you or across the aisle from you, then it's going to be really hard to go out and talk to a complete stranger who you've never met and you never talked to. But in the end, it's just as important because there is a massive amount of people out there who need him as much as we do. And you know, as many times as people say it, um, you're the only Jesus they'll see. And, you know, in the long and the short of it is we can get on this radio station every night and we can preach whatever messages as that the Holy Spirit gives us. But in the end, the me only message that there really is to preach is Jesus Christ. One of our um, listeners in the prayer room, I believe, believe your name Joe, um, was at a rehab place this morning, the state vocational rehab place, and got a witness to someone. And, you know, that's what it is. Um, you go to Starbucks. Someone asks how you're doing, and you say, things are great. I'm serving the Lord Jesus. 
someone's coughing, you ask if you can pray for them. Someone looks upset about something, you ask if they need prayer. Tell them about Jesus. You know, when we're, we're, when we're kids, and when I say kids, um, kids in the Lord, when we first start off on this long walk with the Lord, we, we have so much fire and so much passion and so much desire to win the whole world to the Lord. But sooner or later, as we grow in the Lord, and as we have to walk out this life and walk out the steps of faith, and we have to grow and righteous, righteousness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit, some of that desire at times can start to fade away. But we need to keep that fire, and we need to keep those desires because we are the body of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. And, you know, our passion should always be for him. Above all and foremost, our passion, every minute, every breath, should be for him. And our desires and our passions should be to reach this world for Jesus Christ. It's the call of evangelism, but it doesn't belong to just evangelists. It belongs to the body of Christ. It belongs to every person listening here. It belongs, and it doesn't matter where you are, how you do it, what you do. I mean, I've seen people through Skype pray for people in other countries and had them and, and had them get out of hospital beds when they were dying because someone was willing to stay up at 3 a.m. and pray for someone through Skype for them to be healed. But this is real, and this is about as real as it gets. Today, tomorrow, the next day, every single day that we have left until the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is as real as it gets, and we are the army of the living God. And that's about as true as it gets. You know, the Bible says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. But how can they believe in the gospel that they've never heard? And how will they ever hear it if we're not willing to preach it and declare it? And not only declare it, to live it, to live those things in which we proclaim that we believe in. It's easy for us to proclaim the word of God as being true, and it's easiest for us to tell people that we believe the Bible is true. But it's a lot harder for us to live it at times. And we need to be living it. We need to become examples of what this word declares. And that doesn't come just because you wake up one day and you decide, okay, well, today I'm going to do everything the Bible says and I'm going to believe what it says. No, it comes by, like I said, studying to show yourself to prove. It comes by putting your face to a flint, taking the word of God, hiding it in your heart. I mean, it says in, I believe it's Joshua or Deuteronomy. One eight, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written in it, for then you're, you will be prosperous and have good success. And it's not about the legalism of the matter. It's about, you know, these are the words of the living God. There's life in the Word. There's life in the Word. There's life in the Word. There's revelation. If you ever wanted to know why you're here and what you're doing and what the purpose is and what the Lord has planned, there is life in the Word of God. Life in the Word. Anyway, okay, our call number is 619-638-8458. We're going to take another quick break, and we will be right back. And actually, Chris is in the studio. I see you just showed up. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Are you there? Hello? Hello? 
Hey, how are hey. you doing, brother? Good. How's it going tonight? Good. How are you doing, Sean? Pretty awesome. I was actually getting ready to take a quick break, put a song on. Uh, how are you feeling about tonight? Doing good. Um, go ahead and take your song off, and then we'll wrap it up in some prayer and just kind of see what the Lord does from there. Okay.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.